Tonight we bring you another episode of Stoner Steve's Adventures Through Time and Space, as recorded in the Lost Notebooks, found in the archives of the studio. Brought to you by XYZ Media and Schmarkle Toothpaste. Make those chompers schmarkle, baby. James was so mad. Her boyfriend and her had just had a fight. (laughs) Or a discussion, as he liked to call it. He had his shit together. And he always acted superior. Okay, that wasn't fair. She was being honest. He was a great guy. He always has been. Supported her through difficult conversations with her parents. Really, she was mad at herself. Why could nothing click? Why could nothing come together? No matter how hard she tried, she'd been meditating, trying to learn how to meditate for so long. Why wouldn't it come? Every time she thought she was making progress, blip, she'd go to start a session and get distracted, start worrying. No peace, no guidance for the future. It's all she wanted. Meanwhile, her her boyfriend streamed to thousands of viewers, was getting brand deals just by exercising on camera, meditating, practicing mindfulness, sharing what he had learned. She was learning stuff. Where was her views? It only mattered because it was her job. It was the career that she was trying to get started. After graduating from school, the one that her parents had picked out and paid for, she needed a break. She needed time to refocus. And so, you know, she'd hit the road in her van and James was so mad. She was trying something different today. She was standing. Standing in the narrow walkway that served as the kitchen and bathroom between the bedroom area of the van and the front of the vehicle where the driver would sit. The door of the van was closed. It was was raining outside, cloudy. The skylight let in a little bleak white light. 
amplified the shadowy, dreary interior of the vehicle and provided a perfect ambience for James's mood. She closed her eyes. She breathed angrily. James didn't know if it was the vape she had been hitting. She didn't know if it was the breathing practices. Suddenly, James was in the dark. The dark she'd been to several times while trying to meditate. She could look down and see herself, but whatever she was standing on, the surroundings about her, it was all dark. James started to cry. She wrapped her arms around herself and squeezed tightly. A hug that she desperately needed from herself. There was a rushing sensation in her head. It felt like the top of her scalp was opening up, her skull was opening up and light beaming down into it, some energy. She looked up. Above her was a figure. A shape. Made of shifting colors, teal, and aqua blue, silver. Swirling, shifting with the shape of a figure, looking down on her reaching down, touching her, holding her, hugging her. James felt an intense warmth spread through her chest. Filling her up. This is her higher self. She, she could see her higher self. She could feel it. It was her, but it was above. It was outside of the stress and the anxiety, the trauma, the everything she had experienced in her life or was afraid of experiencing. This part of her had no connection to that. It was above it, it was outside of it. And as she focused her mind on that being, that higher, part of herself, she began to see from that perspective, looking down, looking down, looking down. The distance grew until she was getting smaller and smaller. The human figure of her standing there in that little, that little van. And it was like it was 
You were watching a video zooming out. She felt no nausea, no nervousness, excitement. The world got smaller, planets, stars, until James was looking down and her arms were no longer hugging herself. They were wrapped around the universe. She was holding everything. And in her mind, she knew if she were to open her eyes and look around her physical eyes in her body that she was projecting from, everything that she would see around her and everything that she couldn't see was in her universe. She had the power to shape it. Everything she was afraid of, everything she found joy in, it was all hers. It was all hers. that around her, there were other beings, beings of light holding their own universes. Before she could turn to see, her vision was zooming in like a camera. And suddenly, before she knew it, she was in the darkness. Just herself, just James, just a 20-something-year-old, scared and alone. James had put her music on shuffle before sitting down. The song came on. And it felt like the most beautiful song she'd ever heard. And James looked up and saw her higher self still there, still reaching down, still hugging her, still connected to her. And then James felt the presence of people. Lots of people all around, all around. And they started walking towards her. It wasn't frightening, it felt familiar. Each face felt familiar. and they were in a giant circle.
and they held hands. And they held hands. And James felt the connection. She felt the connection to all of her lives, across all of the timelines. And James knew she was not alone. She'd never been alone. She'd always been there. Her soul was eternal. There was a shaking, like an earthquake. James dropped the hands of that she had been holding on to and looked up and realized she'd been standing in a deep pit. And above her, there's a glimpse of, she couldn't tell what the sky looked like or if it was a ceiling or roof or what because the view was blocked by this large gorilla-like demon creature. The grimace it split its face, drool and foam dripping down, sharp teeth, hairy claw-like paws gripped at the edge of the pit as the creature leered down at her. Its eyes glowing in delighted glee. James was terrified. And then she felt a whisper, her higher self, That's also you. That's all your fears. That's your survival instincts. That's the part of you that develops first, like in every person. It's what we need to survive. it can keep us trapped. James reached up and started rubbing the back of her head gently. First counterclockwise and then clockwise. The face of the, of the gorilla-like creature at the top of the pit. The face began to relax. Stopped making menacing gestures, sounds. The fire went out of its eyes. It was just a puppy, just a little baby, scared and alone. And James looked around again at all of the faces, all of the lives she'd lived, all of the lives she would lead. How could she be afraid? There was only one version 
that was truly her. And if all of these others were living their lives or lived their lives or would live their lives, then she could too. And her fear, her fear could be loved. And James wasn't in the pit anymore. He was outside. She'd open the van door without realizing it and stood outside in the rain. Surrounded by the New Mexico desert. Flowers blooming. James was no longer afraid. She could still feel her higher self right there with her. I didn't pick the location where James was to meet Earth for the first time. Earth did that in her often humorous wisdom. We were standing in the middle of a rainforest or subtropic area, very green, very green. A lot of bugs. Not gonna lie, there was a lot of bugs. Uh, big suckers too. Big old mosquitoes. And uh, yeah, James was slapping away. I was slapping away while we were waiting for, on on Earth to appear and uh, or whatever. It was hot, it was humid, uncomfortable. Really miserable experience, even for the most ardent nature lover, which James was not. Although she had been trying to, to become since all of the self-help videos spoke about the healing benefits of the great outdoors. Earth slipped from between two large ferns. She was dressed in all white muslin or a cotton, but very light as if it was spun from from spider webs. It floated about her, drifted behind her. The birds stopped singing. The bugs 
disappeared. Everything was quiet, but not in fear. Not in reverence. It was anticipation. Excitement buzzed. You could feel it and the ground beneath our feet and the trunks of the moss-covered trees around us, the vines, all of the unseen animals, insects. Earth knew it. She looked around lovingly. This is not my creation is what she said, her first words to James. And I could see the, the confusion visibly on, on James's face. I stepped back, pulled out my pipe. This wasn't about me. I just provide the building blocks Earth continued, but you all, you do the rest. How are you, my child? James looked down and then back up. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Earth laughed, and it was joyous. A flock of parrots, cod, and appreciation somewhere overhead, a group of monkeys chittering away, in on the joke, or at least pretending to be. James, do you know why I asked to meet you? James shook her head. It's because, it's because you're special. James didn't know how to respond. She'd never met a planetary spirit before. <laughs> didn't quite know what to think of the experience. May I come closer? Earth asked. James nodded. Earth got close enough to reach a, a hand out and place it on the young woman's shoulder. Is this all very new for you? James, James smiled a little, nodded. The understatement of it all was unspoken.
James, your people need help. I did something wrong years ago, and I think that the conclusion to a long saga is at hand. James looked over at me and then back at Earth and she was very confused now. <laughs> this is a lot of information, she managed to say. I get that. I understand. I understand, child. Here's the thing. I know this is a favor. But I'm hoping I can repay that favor. Actually, I said, and maybe this was the herb inspiring my looseness of tongue. Actually, you already have repaid the favor. Earth looked at me, a little surprised at my intrusion. I shrugged. I looked at James. Her face was inquisitive. I continued. Time doesn't move linearly, they said. It's kind of all happening at once. So like the past, what we would, you might call the past is, is like what's happened is happening now. It's going to happen. What's going to happen has already happened. It's all just existing. And so any decision, Earth put up a hand and I stopped. There was thunder in her eyes. I stepped back to my spot, pulled out my pipe. Earth looked at James, a hand on either of her shoulders. James, what Steve is trying to say and failing at is, well, I've watched a lot of humans grow up over the millennia. And purpose seems to make you happy, usually, <laughs> as a species. James, have you been looking for a purpose? Yeah, I have. 
Earth nodded. Well, I'm just making a request. That you help me to stop a war. that could decimate me. Decimate is a big word. Earth nodded. You're not being hyperbolic, are you? Earth shook her head. Yeah, I didn't think so. Okay. Well, can you tell me more about it? What exactly are you asking me to do? To tell you that story, I'm gonna have to go back millions of years ago. The first time humanity was wiped out because of my inaction. And that concludes the pages we have for that part of the story. We're gonna dig around and see if we can find the rest with what happened millions of years ago that Earth is talking about? And what is a planetary spirit? I guess we'll have to find out in next week's episode of Live From My Watch. Hey, I've been Stoner Steve. Please share this with a friend. Until next time. Bye.